T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. I only try to control the controllables, and that's out of my control. Hopefully, as you guys all know, one day I want to be a head coach. Um, where that is, I don't know, but at the same time, I would say I have a lot of love for New England. I have a lot of love for the for the fans, the people around the building. And, you know, my family, they love it here as well. So that would be great if I could stay here um, and continue to progress throughout my career. But we'll see. And, and honestly, you know, there's really no anxiety to it. Uh, you know, where you know whatever, and I'm not trying to get too spiritual, but wherever God wants to take me, uh, I'll be ready to go. New Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo. That was from mid-December. Seemed like an odd comment at the time. I thought that meant he was gone. I knew it meant Bill was gone. I was wrong about the Mayo part, though. Turns out he's just marking his territory. I don't know. Could be going wherever God takes me. Meanwhile, it's written into his contract that he's the next guy. It's written into Bill's contract that Mayo is the next guy. And Burt Breer shared both on television and in print. Mayo had been given an assurance even earlier than that. Going back two seasons, that if Bill were to ever move on, Mayo would be the next guy. And yet he's like, wherever God takes me, I don't know. Uh, So already uh, showing that he can go up there and, uh, well, throw the media off the set. I want to get into Gerard Mayo, some details from Chad Graff in The Athletic, but just real quick, I'm reading through Tom Curran. He posted uh, right about 2 o'clock which is a lingering problem here in the last couple of weeks. Wickersham, like uh, 45 minutes before the show. I don't have 45 minutes to read you, Wickersham. You think I can read you in 45 minutes? I'm a slow reader. Uh, Curran just posted as well. Can I just give you a quick detail on Mac Jones that he has in there that struck me? And we can pick our way through more of this story as well. Sure. After 2022, Belichick's preference was to keep Matt Patricia as offensive coordinator. That yeah. was overruled. Robert Kraft wanted an experienced offensive coordinator installed. And Belichick submitted a list of potential coordinators. Ownership approved them. O'Brien was on the list. Belichick pursued O'Brien. O'Brien didn't interact with ownership during that period. Okay? So pre-approved list. Bill wanted O'Brien out of that list, blah, blah, blah. As for Mac Jones, ownership definitely preferred to see how he performed with O'Brien. But no trade proposal surfaced in the offseason that ownership vetoed. Okay, so now we're getting into a gray area again. There were no offers. But if there was an offer, would they have taken it? Would Bill have done it? No trade offers. This goes was, back to the Florio report was, we discussed was he last summer. dangled out there? Uh, well, this is it, uh, no trade offers is how Curran writes it. So okay. potentially there's some gray area there. Exactly. 
but uh, no trade proposal surfaced that ownership vetoed. At the trade deadline, with quarterback injuries sweeping the league, the possibility was again broached, and it was okayed, though nothing materialized. Okay, well, at that point, I'm okay. not really sure what you're dangling so out there. So ownership was on board with trading him in the offseason and at the trade deadline, according to Curran. Uh, but no offers materialized. So it's like Bill wanted to move him. Ownership said no. That was the Wickersham story. Here's the pushback. We didn't say no. There were no offers. Now, this is via Tom Curran. Uh, he adds, it was indicated to me strongly that ownership won't be making football decisions, nor have they been. Sure. There's no desire to put a Jerry Jonesian stamp on things and to put Ooh. a twist on an old Bill Parcelsiism. Uh, they know what they don't know. It's a lot of isms there are. Parcelsiism. Yes. Yeah, but the other Parcelsiism is that like, okay, so if, if you wanted to dangle him out there around around uh, Halloween and say, hey, he's available now if anyone mm-hmm. wants him, the milk's already spoiled. You I know? Just, I, At that point, you already had the Dallas game and the Saints game. Stop telling me the crafts aren't meddling, okay? Uh, I, I, I love Tommy Curran's reporting. I think he's been all over everything. Stop telling me they're not meddling, okay? Because that's just not the case. That's not the case. Uh, also worth noting is uh, Burt Breer's report from last week. We never got to this on the air. It got bumped because of the Wickersham stuff. Bill wanted to draft Levis, which we talked about at the time as well. The Patriots were linked to him. The quarterback room could have been, Curran writes, Levis and Bailey Zappi if Jones were traded with Patricia in his second year as the offensive coordinator. So again, the no- walking on air. <laughs> the notion there is, even though I thought the Crafts didn't meddle, Tom. Don't worry, I brought my own mayonnaise. I thought the Crafts didn't meddle, Tom. But the takeaway there is, they meddled and they prevented that situation of Patricia and Will Levis fighting over the mayo. You exactly. put your may- mayonnaise in your coffee too. <laughs> Genius. I, I put mayo on everything. Uh, let's go to Tim on the Cape. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I think you nailed it. The Craft does meddle, and I think that. For years, Belichick has been a very handy shield for the whole Kraft family. And I think that I want Bill to go to Dallas. I want him to win a Super Bowl because I think it's evenly split, Brady and Belichick. And I think the Krafts are going to be revealed as meddlesome. They're, they're Jerry Jones in a different rapper. So I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I don't think they're as bad as Jerry, but like to say they don't meddle, come on. Come on. Bill wanted Patricia. Bill wanted Patricia. So, what, they didn't meddle in football operations? If they didn't meddle, Patricia would have been the guy. Now, you can say they were right, but come on, don't tell me they don't meddle. They're not Jerry Jones. That's too strong. But they have had their hands on football operations. I'll pull up the Wickersham quote. Something like they eroded they eroded uh, the, the, the Patriots' uh, infrastructure, or however he put it, uh, over the last couple of years, and that was both Jonathan and Robert. That's how Bill felt about it in the Wickersham story. Right, and if you want to go all the way back to 2013, again, you can say that you like the way that the crafts meddle in things. Hey, I like the way they meddle. If it means that, on the one hand, you have, according to Wickersham, Bill Belichick handing a study over to the crafts <laughs> about how quarterbacks tend to decline in their 30s, even the best yeah. ones. And on the other hand, you have rubber craft flying across the country with Tom Brady trying to work out multiple deals every five years to say, hey, please don't go. I can tell you're still good. Right. So to me, it's like, look, I, I don't mind an owner meddling from time to time. It's their team. They're allowed to do it. Just don't tell me they don't do it. They wouldn't have a sixth Super Bowl without Robert Kraft meddling. Bill wanted to move on from Brady. Bill wanted to move on from Gronk. Robert said no to both. 
They got rid of Garoppolo. They kept Brady. They kept Gronk. They won their six Super Bowls. Well, this is Without like, meddling, they wouldn't have won. But just don't tell me they don't do it. It's like your overall thing with the Crafts right now because it's the same way that you look at what happened with that press conference last week with Bill Belichick. And then the Wickersham piece coming out the next day, which is, oh, we just don't want any of this on us. Like, uh, we're, we'll be complicit in yeah. some of this, but just not publicly. Just take your share of the blame. Because guess what? Without Bill here, the caller's right. He's been a shield for them. Without Bill, you're about to get a lot of it. Yeah, and there's even to the very end right now, because while all the leaks and stuff about all the things that have come out, and a lot of it coming from the crafts, obviously, what's even more of a scapegoating mechanism than that, I think, is the fact that Bill's the only one who's getting fired. Everybody out there keeping literally everybody else. So true. No one else is going except Bill. They're basically saying, hey, if not for this one person, we'd be winning. We'd be back in the playoffs. We'd be this. We'd be that. We need to get rid of just this one guy and keep everybody else, and we'll be fine. That's that's what they're signaling with this uh, with this coaching search. It's, or it's lack tough. Thereof. It was tough for Brooks out there. <laughs> okay, with the, not to jump ahead, but it's the same thing with personnel. Yeah. The same thing with the GM they're, they're not going to go out and hire a new GM, according to Phil Perry. Yeah, so let's get to that. <laughs> they're let's... just going to promote everybody who worked around Bill? No, Bill's the problem. Like they, They're making that clear. They feel that Bill's the problem. They're not making any other changes. We'll get to the GM search coming up. Uh, the line is that uh, the crafts had eroded the culture Bill built over two decades, uh, that both Robert and Jonathan eroded that culture. Uh, thank you for dropping that in. That's from the Wickersham story. Uh, real quick, Chad Graff, a lot of details on Gerard Mayo, okay? And uh, Graf seems uh, very close to ownership these days uh, based on a couple of things he's written at The Athletic. It's worth reading. Uh, I I don't mean to put it down, but it seems like it's coming from that side. Uh, This story pieced together after speaking with several league sources who spoke under the condition of anonymity details how the Patriots moved on quickly from one coach to the next and why Kraft and his son, there's Jonathan again, believes so wholeheartedly in Mayo that they didn't deem a coaching search necessary. So just know it's not just Robert who likes uh, Gerard Mayo. It's also Jonathan. Uh, who, again, feels like he's elevated in a big way or is about to be elevated in a big way if that hasn't happened already. Will be my big, big picture takeaway from the Wickersham story. Very hands-on in that story. And he and Robin Glazer are going to be splitting football operations, if you believe that. Uh, The request came in mid-January 2023, a year ago. The Panthers wanted to interview Mayo for their head job, and Mayo was willing to do the interview. The Patriots didn't want to let that happen. Kraft had taken pride in his impressive track record of identifying good head coaches. I love this. Working with only three, Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick, and his 30 years of owning the team. He didn't hire Bill Parcells, and yet he's taking credit for that. He did hire Pete Carroll, who was a disaster here, and then Belichick. Uh, Mayo fit that mold, so Kraft hatched a plan. He knew of an aspect of the league's Rooney Rule, an anti-tampering policy that allows a team to put a succession plan into writing. The condition has been used three times and uh, since its creation and has only been used once in the last 15 years. I think that was Eric DaCosta in Baltimore. So in a well-kept secret, the Patriots quietly named Mayo Belichick's successor as part of his rework contract last January. Belichick was fully aware and on board with the plan, a league source said. The wording of the plan was even put into Belichick's contract. Did you hear that? It wasn't just paperwork filed with the league. It was written into Bill's contract that Mayo was the next guy, and when his deal quietly was extended through 2024, they put that in there. This season's failures hit fast forward on Kraft's plan. It was no longer tenable to wait another year. Kraft watched the way players gravitated towards Mayo and the way he built the defensive game plans, and he saw those schemes consistently uh, befuddle opponents. That's why Kraft hashed the quote-unquote secret plan, and that's why Mayo succeeding Belichick was spelled out in writing. 
so that Kraft didn't feel the need to go out and interview the hottest names in coaching like Mike Vrabel, Ben Johnson, or Jim Harbaugh. Nice. Again, don't even bother talking to them. Well, you didn't even know that two of those three would be available. Uh, True. Not last January you didn't. Kraft always knew he wanted Mayo. He said he trusted his intuition in hiring Belichick and watched an unmatched success follow. Now that same intuition pointed him in a different direction. How do we feel about all this? Like, with a few days to digest it over the, uh, well, for some people, a long weekend out there. I still hate the idea they didn't open themselves up and they boxed themselves in to this candidate a year ago. Like, I think you screwed it up on both ends. You kept Bill too long. Uh, You shouldn't have had him back this year. And then you locked yourself into the next guy and missed out on the opportunity to talk to all those great candidates like Johnson and Harbaugh and Vrabel. So to harken back to some of the sayings we were just talking about, I, I, like, I feel like we're all on the same page that we really like Mayo as a coach and what it sounds like he'll be as a leader. Like That's not where the problem is. It's just, is, is Mayo going to know what he doesn't know? And is he going to go outside at all? Is he going to have the opportunity to go outside of Foxborough at all to try to find people to rebuild the side of this team that needs so much work. And it's not just the offensive coaching, because as much as I harp on Bill O'Brien, and now it's like, oh, is Bill O'Brien going to be back? Is Josh McDaniels going to be in the mix? There's a lot of questions over on that side. But the bigger thing than anything else is, are you going to have the talent on the team? How quickly can you get the talent back on the team? And now to hear that Mayo is also going to be granted a certain level of say in personnel, it sure is a lot to put on a first-time head coach who is now the youngest head coach in the in the league, hasn't had the coordinator title before. Again, I really like him. Like, what I see as a person and the guy for this role, it's just, it's a lot yeah. to put on his shoulders. Yeah, and one time he worked in finance. Did you know that, Arkham? One time, I, one I time, did know that. One time he worked for Optum, well, he so he worked, must be he must he be really for, smart. You know what? I heard that he had this job that you had to be really smart and really <laughs> good looking and really charismatic for. Yeah. And that's hosting this show, Quick Slams? Yeah. No, Mego Me- Me- is equally qualified to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots, <laughs> according to Robert Kraft and his logic. 617-779-7937. We'll get to all your feedback here coming up. Uh, Mego's getting into the personnel. The GM search. The Patriots, the Patriots may be trying even less hard on the GM search than they did on their head coaching search. Let's get to that right after Trending with Arkin. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Patriots, it does feel like, to me anyway, the Patriots are just adding a new chapter to the same old book. But it's the power of tradition. It's hard to let go. I grew up as a kid. And uh, my college football team, the Huskies, won a national title. And for the next 25 years, anybody that knew the former coach had a coffee with them. They often wanted to hire as the head coach. That's just the way it works in football. If you've had great, sustained success, you generally look within. I would go outside. I would go offense. I would reboot. But, um, again, you hit on the quarterback in the draft. Texans did it. The Patriots certainly can. Well, I agree with Colin Cowherd on that last point. You hit on the quarterback, everything looks up real quick. And I've been citing Houston as an example of it. They won a playoff game, by the way. I don't know if you noticed. They're still alive, still going, and it pretty much all turned around with one pick. I noticed because... CJ Stroud did too. Because uh, I was watching that game, and I texted my friend who was uh, within the Browns family, and I was like, hey, Flacco looks pretty good. Yeah, what does that mean? And then back-to-back picks. <laughs> she's she's married into the Stefanski family. I see. And so I texted her, and I was like, hey, you watching these brownies? Hey, so, Flacco looks pretty good. Back-to-back picks. So Mego has real sources within the Cleveland Browns organization. I didn't realize that. Did we know that, Arkin? I feel like that's news. How I often do I talk about the Browns? Why well, just it's just some sources within the league. That's all. I got sources everywhere. Why well, apparently everywhere? Kevin Stefanski sources. I didn't realize that. <laughs> uh, so no, Flacco. That that game started great, and really, we'll get to some wild card weekend takeaways coming up here about uh, twenty minutes from now. How'd you guys do, by the way? What do you mean? On our Friday bets. My game hasn't happened yet. My game's still. Oh, late. okay. I don't think Mego's game has happened either. No. So you're the only game that happened. Well. But uh, Arkan, do your thing. What? Yeah, well, well do your just little saying. take your butt out. I hit on the money line. Around. That's all. I just hit my money line bet. Oh, cool. You picked a home playoff team? Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Underdogs. I, I have Philly tonight, road Dude, team. Are these people digging out their seats in Buffalo? Look at this. Oh, that's from like hours ago, isn't it? That's yeah, not, they've been doing that all day. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's not live. The field's like clean. The field's like pristine. But what about the seats? I think the seats are mostly clean from what I saw, too. Where are too. they putting that snow? I don't know. What they do you got mean? big snow piles they get, outside? They get, they get it out of the stadium. I don't know. They're going to be firing in a Steelers cornerbacks in about four <laughs> hours. Yeah, so Me- Mego's on the Steelers side. Mego's on the Steelers plus nine or plus nine and a half, whatever you got him on. Yeah. I- I'm on Philly to win tonight. It's got a it. dumb home field advantage. <laughs> All right, we're getting away from our 80 point. pounds of snow to throw at players. Ar- Arcan, Arcan wanted to brag about hitting on his pick. Mego wanted to brag about her Kevin Stefanski sources. Let's focus on the, uh, the, the Cowherd comment there. I do think he's right. It's like... All they want to do is just hire somebody because they knew Bill and this attachment to the glory days. It's stupid. It's dumb. And it extends into the GM search as well, which I have a problem with. Mego, this GM search, and there were multiple reports on this. What search? Yeah, right. It's not even a search. Thank you. It sounds like it's just going to be Elliot Wolf, by the way, or Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh in some capacity. According to Mark Daniels at Mass Live. Devastating news for me. There's going to be significant input from Gerard Mayo as well. Yeah, Wolf is going to be tough for you to pronounce. <laughs> That's true. Um, Mayo's going to have significant input in personnel. So I don't think there's a real search. I'd agree with you on that. The scariest tweet of the weekend came from Phil Perry. And what they're going to do or not do when it comes to this search, which uh, really is horrifying. 
And I don't know why I've I lost it right here in the meantime. He Thank says, you. Uh, here's what I'm told on the Patriots front office situation. They are not expected to bring in a new general manager. Good. It's anticipated by team sources that both Matt Groh and Elliot Wolf will remain with the Patriots and have prominent roles in personnel. Okay, so I don't I don't like that. There was more reporting. Oh, you don't? There was more reporting from over the weekend with Schefter who was like, "Yeah, there's no rush. They might do something after the draft." It's like, "What? Why are you going to wait until after the draft? I would be doing it before the draft." And here's what I really no, don't no, like no, about this it. This draft isn't that important for Here's you. what I really don't like about it. They lined everything up a year ago with the coach. They're like, "We cannot possibly lose this coach." But with the GM search, they're like, what's the rush? And to me, I'm sure people would look at me and go, well, Jones, you're being inconsistent. You wanted them to wait on the coach, but you want them to rush now on the GM? I don't need a rush, but can you get a GM in place before the draft? Like, that feels significant. Like, why do you have to reinvent the wheel? Why do you have to have your coach lined up ahead of time and wait for your GM until after the draft? Why can't you do what a normal team does, like every other team does, Fire your coach when, when your coach also has personnel money, power. And I don't know, but, that's, but that's not why. I don't think. Like, then go out there and just do an interview process and bring somebody in. You think it's money with personnel? Possibly. Why? But why? What is the other reason that they wouldn't go outside of any of this? And I'll say this much for the I think because they think they have there. all the answers. They're scapegoating How can Bill. I think that they have the answers with what has happened here over because the last several years. They're they scapegoating said they, Bill, They Mago. started that collaborative process back in 2021. Yeah. Do you think the drafts have been so dramatically better since no, then? This is yeah, why they're. They hit on Christian Gonzalez. That's like one. This guy. is why they're scapegoating I'll give you Bill. Maybe one more in Christian Barmore. Yeah. You hit on two Christians, and the rest of the time you're screwed. Okay, but I'm telling you, this is what you don't get. They're scapegoating Bill. They're saying Bill was still doing it. Bill's still responsible. We have Reed Curran today. I can give you more details from Curran's story, but this is what Tom Curran wrote this afternoon. They want to find out what they have. They feel like they don't know because everything was Bill. They're blaming Bill. So that's why they're doing it. Maybe money's a factor as well. It was written into Mayo's contract that if they didn't move quickly, they would have had to buy him out. So money was a factor with Mayo. Not hiring a personnel person. I, I guess I'm stupid to completely dismiss money. But I think it's more about scapegoating Bill and thinking they have all the right answers in the organization based on what Colin Cowherd just said. It's They've had it right for 20 years. They know more than everybody else. We don't need to hire one of your guys. We have everybody. This is what works. Bill's done. We'll figure it out. I think it's more that than anything, although dismissing money, as I just said, is foolish. So that's probably a factor somewhere on the list as well. This may be unfair. I would also feel better if they just said, hey, we're taking Elliot. We're going to elevate him. And he's going to be the GM. Like, we're just going with him. But this weird little by committee where Matt Rowe is involved and Elliot is also involved and together they're both going to be elevated in personnel, but they're not going to make a total decision about it until after the draft and maybe somebody from the outside will still come in. To me, it's so wishy-washy when you're going into an extremely important offseason for rebuilding. The yeah. most important. It's the most important thing. It's so ass backwards. Like, whoever the coach is right now doesn't really matter. Whoever the GM is does matter because that's immediate. That That's coming up. You're going to have to deal with that very, very soon here. Okay. You're not going to have to start drawing up game plans and all that for months. Like, the coach is really a, a secondary concern. And the fact that they, you know, well, a year ago we put this into, into motion that we'd have Gerard Mayo here, that's a lot less impressive when you see that they haven't changed anything else. Like, now it just seems like they just want to, you know, hoard all of their people and not let anybody out and just have it be all people that they're familiar with, and that's it. Right. 
not like, well, we love Gerard Mayo so much. Okay, well, you also love Wolf, and you also love the Belichick kids, and you also love every Josh McDaniels you want to bring back. Like, everybody has to be someone who's connected, so that doesn't really impress me anymore. And the fact that they don't give a rat's ass about the GM, like, that's the most important thing. What are let you me, doing? Let me ask you something. And by the way, I'm okay with hiring a, a head coach and giving them personnel control. I'm okay with that model. I'm not okay with Mayo being that guy, because what does Mayo know? And furthermore, the Patriots are hoarding everybody, as you just said. Do you think the rest of the league wants any of their people? Like, do you think the rest of the league wants their personnel? Do you think the rest of the league really wanted Mayo? I mean, I know he could have interviewed for jobs. Was anybody actually going to hire him? Maybe. Maybe Carolina would have. I don't know. Last year, man, I don't know. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The but coaching what, carousel is too nuts this year. Okay. Like, does anybody want Elliot Wolf or Matt Groh? Well, Elliot, I doubt it. Elliot Wolf has at least been other places. He was with the Not Packers as a GM. long term. He was with the Browns. Not as a GM. And so, like, does people any, want a Casario? Okay. Do, do people want these guys, though? The people that are here right now are canned. Do people want them? Do they want Bill's kids? No. You know? So, like, this goes back to something uh, that I've been thinking about. It's like, Arkan, you asked this last week, I think to Orlovsky, right? Or or you brought it up at a, at a point late in the week. We talked about this with Dan Orlovsky. Like, is the job even attractive? Dan, do the Patriots just kind of know, well, we have to keep everybody because who really wants this gig? Who wants to come here and coach here? What are the selling points of New England? You want to get faster? You better get fast, guys. Like, are they like... We have to keep all these people, or do they know if they really opened it up to a search, they'd look like Carolina, yeah. where they're just left in the lurch and no one really wants to come here. What's attractive about the job? They're not going to spend a lot of money. There's no winning tradition the roster outside sucks. of Tom Brady. The roster blows. So are they just hoarding everybody because they know if they really opened it up to Harbaugh, he'd laugh in their face. Yeah, it's or if entirely they, possible. Or if they really opened it up to Vrabel... You know, who's just using them for leverage to go get the Raiders job or whatever. He'd laugh in their face. Is that possible? If you love football, this is the place to be. <laughs> I think that's absolutely right. Mike Vrabel can do better. Gerard Mayo probably can't. Mike like, Vrabel would put growing up trash can. <laughs> that <probably>. too. <laughs> and also, you know, you're following the greatest coach ever. You're following Bill Belichick. It's a tough spot for anybody. Yeah. And, you know, these these other guys, Jim Harbaugh, like he just won the national championship. I think he wants to go to this ass roster and follow Bill Belichick and have all that goodwill just completely fly away? Of course not. He'd rather go probably any other place. So than that. I think what's unattractive about these jobs is not as much as like, oh, well, they haven't won without Tom Brady. Because they had some success before Brady Brady was there. I know I don't want to like litigate. It was not it was not anywhere near the standard yeah. that Brady set for the next 20 years. But they had been to a Super Bowl, sure. So I it's not like they're such an embarrassing franchise or they've never spent money. I think it's more just about the situation that they're in right now. They're a four-win team. They have one of the worst rosters in the league. Yeah. They have a ton of cap space, but it's interesting if you start looking at people who are starting to write about the cap space, and I'm sorry I don't have it right in front of me. But looking at the cap space going forward, read some of the beat guys like Andrew Callahan, Doug Kide from the Herald. There's a lot of other teams with around your amount yeah. of cap space. Your commanders. And you also don't have a freaking quarterback. And so if you look at it that way, it's an unattractive position for a lot of reasons right now. But I wouldn't say it's like the Patriots are the utter dumps of the league overall mm. completely now. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, uh, an emailer brought this up to me. It's like... The Red Sox, they had like this whole search, and all these people said no to them. Maybe the Patriots aren't in that different of a spot. They've been back-channeling for a while. Maybe a lot of people said no, and they're like, you know what? For GM? We'll just keep everyone. Yeah, for GM, for everything. Like, how far did, down their list did the Red Sox have to go for Breslow? 
And why would the Patriots be that different? It's an ownership group that doesn't spend. They meddle. They just won four games. The roster blows. They brought in a coach already. How attractive is the job? How much do you think that matters? Because we're getting a couple of texts about this. Do you think that somebody would not want to come in here and be GM because that's the coach just, has already been appointed? That's what I just said. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's there's something to that. Yes. Uh, the text line as well, 37937. Jonathan is the new GM. I, I don't disagree with that. In the Wickersham story, Jonathan and Robin Glazer are going to run football operations. So, like... Right, maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe it's just a power vacuum. The crafts are going to have their hands on it. Who wants? It? Who would want that job other than some internal candidate? If you were clearing out just the GM and you already had your coach, then you'd take who you get at GM. But when they're both positions are vacant and you pick the coach first, like that, I don't know. If I'm a, if I'm a GM, a good GM, or someone who could be a good GM, get a job that I really want, I'd say, no, I'll go to the place where I can pick my coach. Then. Yeah, so who would even want this job? And does anybody want their people? Do, were people lining up to hire Gerard Mayo? Are people lining up for Belichick's kids and Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh and everybody else? You can jump in, 617-779-7937. It ties in with our big question of the day. Uh, if Jerry Jones decides to fire Mike McCarthy, and he will, would you root for Bill Belichick if he became the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? 75% of you say yes. They're with you, Arcan. The other 25% are with Mego, who says no, although you do want Bill to get the wins record in Dallas. I want Bill to get the wins record quickly, and then I don't want any postseason success. Yeah, well, that's your commander's fandom getting into it. I'll root for him in the regular season, uh, just so that they can win 10, 11, 12 games, stick it to Kraft, but then come postseason, it's Brady versus Bill, and I'll be rooting for Brady, and I'll be rooting for Bill to lose. But that's a good story in the meantime. I'm rooting for him to win and stick it to him, sure. Uh, in the meantime, let's get to some phone calls. Pat is in Braintree. Go ahead, Pat. Oh, thanks for letting me on. Uh, nice show. Yeah, it is a know, nice I, show. Thank I, you. Patriots, Patriots fans are, are naive to think that the Crafts place winning is their top priority. It's it's all about profit maximization. And uh, the other thing that concerns me is that I'm not sure that um, I trust the judgment of, of Bob Kraft, given his his recent track record of judgment and performance in the way he typically sounds. Um, but yeah, you know, so I, I would take that out of it. And look, I I think, I mean, look, if we're going to talk about Bill's age, we can talk about Robert's age. He's 82. Uh, it sounds to me, and if you really want to parse out the Wickersham story, it sounds to me like Jonathan either already is hands-on or there's about to be like some sort of actual announcement from the team. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Because the two details that stick out to me beyond anything are that Jonathan was pushing Robert to keep Brady in 2013 or 2014. And he wanted to move on from Bill last year. So the two biggest decisions in the last 25 years of the Patriots, <laughs> moving on from Brady and moving on from Bill, Jonathan's on the right side of both of those. Like he was shoving out Bill earlier and Robert was the one holding on. And he was lobbying his father to have more urgency to keep Brady. Like to me, that tells you that there's a bigger role for Jonathan coming up. And that, that probably should scare you. You know, I don't, I don't love how their personnel has gone the last couple of years and how their roster looks now. I don't see how having Jonathan Kraft and Robin Glazer running football operations solves that. I would like a football person running it, whether it's someone like Harbaugh, a coach who's going to have personnel no, power. get a real executive. Or a GM. I'm fine with either one. I'm just telling you, Jonathan Kraft slash Robin Glazer doesn't, doesn't fit anywhere on my list personally. That makes me very nervous. But the Wickersham piece in particular, because there is so much Jonathan in there, it does feel a little bit of like the prince trying to take the crown and trying to make this 
public statement about, hey, look what I'm right. I'm right, as you said, on those two major decisions. I was right early. I was right early again. But the old man, you know, he won't move as quickly and he's holding on to the past. And if you want to move forward into a new era of another dynasty, I'm the guy that you want. I'm not saying I agree with that. It's just that seems to be where it is. And it might not be as contentious with his father as, as you're making it sound. It might be the blessing from Robert. It might be, hey, these are examples of why Jonathan is ready for this. And... You know, he's he's not just another owner's kid, because I'm sure that's something Jonathan is sensitive to. Maybe Robert's sensitive to it. But until you prove otherwise, you're just another owner's kid. Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? You know, not. I mean, legal issues aside, not all that different from Jim Ursay. Uh, Arkan, any thoughts here before we get into our wildcard weekend takeaways? Um, no, that Ursay thing just made me think about how he said he only got pulled over because he's a billionaire and he's white. <laughs> I just yeah. thought on MLK Day, I thought that was just a funny thing. No, I think it's a it's a day to remember it, uh, for sure. Uh, reverse racial profiling. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, we'll get into all your feedback here. A reminder, WEI's coverage of the football postseason is brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Let's get into all our wild card weekend takeaways, uh, along with a few more thoughts on Belichick and the Dallas Cowboys. That's next. It all started when Bill Belichick felt that Tom Brady, you know, was past his prime. He was ready to move on. They didn't want to pay him. And that seems to have been the domino that, that had the, the cause and effect of everything else and this falling apart. Robert Kraft felt that way. I can unequivocally say that Robert Kraft After the Falcons Super Bowl. No, like he felt that way after 2020. Yeah. So he absolutely felt that way. And I actually wonder where Seth got that quote um, because it's uh, reminiscent. Right. Tommy Curran on Friday night discussing the uh, Robert Kraft comment in the Wickersham story. Tom's like, yeah, sounds familiar. (laughs) Uh, Let me get the exact line again. Bill told me he couldn't play anymore, Kraft said privately afterwards, and then he goes out and wins the effing Super Bowl. So Tom's like, yep, I know that quote. Uh, Curran has written at NBC Sports Boston, by the way. He's added a few details, uh, including one we read you earlier, Mac Jones. They didn't veto any trades for Mac because there were no trades for Mac last offseason. And there was also discussion about moving him at the trade deadline a year ago. You can check out Tommy Curran's latest at NBC Sports Boston. We'll talk to him on Thursday when he makes his weekly appearance here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. We're only going until 4 o'clock today, by the way. We were supposed to do the full four hours. Uh, and then Buffalo. Bunch of wusses in Buffalo. They moved the game to today. Okay. I and so we get half a show. Totally reasonable that they moved that game. Why? When you see the snow that came down. And did you see the video that was out there of the wind conditions? Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. It's football. You play it outside in January. It's not about if you don't, playing it. It's about the people who are driving the game go. in their cars. Make a, you're an adult. Make a decision. Either go or don't go. But a bunch of wusses moving the game. I don't And feel cutting that our way. show in I, half. I, okay. I don't like them cutting our show in half. I do think it was the right choice, safety-wise. Because you don't want Governor people Mega over here. getting yeah, out there on the roads. Absolutely they don't have to. Not. If you don't feel safe, don't do it. You can stay home. You don't have to go to the game. No one's forcing yeah, you to go to the game. They want to go to the game. Now they can go to the game today. Okay. I just think it's wussy. That's all. Like, that's all. So I, oh, I just. Oh, I'm from Vermont. Yeah. I'm a mountain man. I mean, I don't. where's the line, Mego? Like, how many playoff the games? Line? How many playoff know, games have been played in snow and wind? It. Is it's it? clearly different than what the Patriots played in in Week 18. I mean, the Patriots just played a game in Buffalo That's a couple of years ago where the wind was ripping around. They just played in the snow the other day in Week 18, to your point. But so I don't know. Where's the it line? It wasn't like a potential whiteout on the highway. 
that you. That's, I don't think you that was just a, if you saw a story about how dangerous. If that you was. saw footage, I don't. I don't think that was a whiteout. I, I think you could. I think it was could, a total whiteout. I don't think it was. It was a total whiteout. What are I you don't talking think so. about? I saw, Have you looked at the videos online? Yeah, I saw yeah. a video online. It said total whiteout, and I could see trees on the say, side. Thank of the you, Arkan. So. I saw the same video. Okay. I could see both no, sides of the highway. There's the tree as I crash into it. Like it's crazy. Wasn't a I, think the, I don't think it has anything Bunch to do wusses. with the fans. I think it's like. God forbid, like you have a Demar Hamlin situation, and we're like, we have to go to the hospital. How are we going to get there? Very slowly because we can't see anything. Yeah. I think like that's a real thing, fans. It's up to you if you want to go or not. But like the logistics of like doing it safely, sure. we're not going to happen. Then let's all let's just play every single game in a dome. That's fine. I, I agree. No, I, yes. I know. So I, I guess talking. I just I thought I thought we it's were the playing smartest games. thing you've said today. I thought we were playing games and elements. I thought that's what we were doing. Uh, the game t- was going to suck anyways. I'm glad they waited. No, no, no. So part of me is like. I'm annoyed they moved it because it's so soft, but it will be a better game. Did you that's enjoy true. the Week 18 game with the Patriots? No, and the Jets? but that's because it was terrible. Okay, but that's because it was Patriots and Jets. That's why. Like uh, these are in theory good football teams. I would have enjoyed Buffalo it. Brees like, Hall did- didn't score that touchdown. <laughs> Arcan, if Arcan's bet hit, he would have enjoyed it. That's He's true. Been holding on to that one. Still mad about uh, that. A couple more details from Curran. Ownership didn't do itself or Gerard Mayo any short-term favors by anointing him Belichick's successor contractually and verbally. This is interesting. Even if the intention was to make sure Mayo stayed in the organization, the result was that once the season started to spiral and speculation centered on whether Kraft would follow through on his ultimatums, Mayo became the bad guy for many in the organization. Ooh, resentment. He was swinging uh, a uh, a baseball bat, but it turns out it was like a uh, a mini uh, baseball bat, according yeah, to current. That's galaxy brain stuff because it makes his hands look bigger. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it hasn't been healthy. And now, with assertions of the Crafts meddling and Mayo apparently coming from within the building, running it back sans Belichick feels easier said than done. He also adds multiple sources expressed to me over the years, Belichick's interactions with ownership weren't that different than his interactions with the media. Yikes. <laughs> so just, you know, shouting people down and snorting in their face, not all that different. Free agent acquisitions, trades, draft picks, staff structure, coaching hires, game plans, practice schedules. That was all Belichick's kingdom. Ownership built up a tolerance for not being looped in based on Bill's success, uh, which I guess they soured on. It was Bill's world, and everybody else was just living in it, keeping it all together, as Robert Kraft has stated publicly, was ownership's greatest triumph. So there you go. They want credit for that. Looking the other way when Bill was snorting in their face. (laughs) While they were winning 12 games, the second he wins four, he's out, and they had it written into Bill and Gerard Mayo's contract that was going to happen. All right, enough of that. Any uh, wild card weekend takeaways? What jumped out to you, Mego, independent of... The Cowboys losing, Bill likely in the mix in Dallas. What jumped out to you? I'm very into the Packers right now. And I was thinking about it because I had all these drafts of these bitchy tweets about like, wild card, super wild card weekend. It's an ironic name. Because, you know, the games leading up to the final game last night with the Lions, like most of the games were pretty lopsided and bad. But expanding it to having a seventh seed like the Packers in there, this is an instance where it completely paid off, and I'm so happy to have them in the playoffs and have the story of Jordan Love looking as incredible as he does with Aaron Rodgers over in New Jersey, like unable to play and spouting off crazy conspiracy theories on live television. I'm all in on the Packers right now. And so I have to say it was the first time since 2020 that I really felt like, okay, this expanded wildcard weekend has paid off in the way that they intended. Arkan? Two teams that lost shouldn't feel that bad about their loss. 
The Browns shouldn't feel that bad because they shouldn't have been there. Uh, the fact that they were on their fourth quarterback or whatever it is, and you know, the safeties were like third and fourth string playing in that game. They obviously got their ass kicked, and that sucks. But if I'm a Browns fan, I don't feel terrible about that going into next season. And if I'm a Rams fan, I don't either. I feel like the Rams last year, everybody counted them out and said, oh, they went all in for that one thing. They traded all their draft picks. Well, They're totally screwed. Bill There's did no say that. Way. Bill did say that, and a lot of other people did too, uh, including my co-host on the Sunday Football show but you know <laughs> these are things that just you can never come back from and it's the wrong way to run a team and blah 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 blah. and they're on the way back right now they're in the playoffs they almost uh, made it into the next round on the road that was a close game and they got some good young talent on that offense yeah so to me and look i, I i'm very interested the other in... two teams that lost should feel very very bad <laughs> by the way who the cowboys and the dolphins oh no they should, should they, very they bad. obviously should yeah. so no look bill singled out the bucks and the rams and the Rams lost yesterday or last night, but they gave it, I, I thought, a good game It was last an night. incredibly evenly matched game. I thought they were going to win. I picked them on the money line going into that game last night, so I'm not surprised it was close. I ended up losing on that, but I, I thought they would be competitive. And Tampa has a chance to beat Philly tonight. I'm on the other side of that game. I'm picking Philly. But those were the two teams Bill singled out. It's like selling out and going for it. And, you know, they both have Super Bowls, number one, Bill. And number two, they beat you back to the playoffs. So that's a bad look for Bill. Uh, my takeaways were all quarterback-related. You know, number one, Stroud, obviously, that should be your beacon of hope. Because for all the other picks they hit on, Tank Dell, who's now hurt, and they don't miss. Will Anderson, who's been a bit of a difference maker on defense. Like, Arkan, you brought up Laramie Tunsil is a move they hit on. It all changed when Stroud got there. It all changed. And when Stroud was out this year and missing time, the offense looked totally different. So it's almost singularly about C.J. Stroud and not what's around him. And that should be a test case for turning it around next year. If you spend money properly... If you draft well, and if you hit on a quarterback, and those are all big ifs, but if you do it, you could be the Texans next year. Not in three years, not in five years. Next year, it's a defensive coach with a new quarterback who elevated everything around him. You could be there next year. So Houston's number one. The other, and I do want to take a victory lap on this, Jordan Love, who we argued about in the offseason when there were practices out there. You were uh, early practices. on this. You were actually early on this, unlike... Arcan trying to claim that the is, Dallas it is a weird, for himself. It is weird you, credit you, he's trying to take. We actually can run back the tape and yeah, find I mean, this look, from And all I said about honest. Jordan Love is I'm Probably like, my tape too. Uh, all I said is he's better than Mac, which like 99% of quarterbacks are better than Mac. I, I said that about a lot of different quarterbacks this offseason. I was right about every single one of them. But Jordan Love can play. And here's the real second guess on the Patriots. The second Brady moved on, you should have been taking a QB. There were two quarterbacks in that draft that you could have had. Never mind if you wanted to be bold and move up for Tua and move up for Herbert, which is easy to say, but more difficult to do and execute. You could have had Jordan Love. Instead, you traded back and took Kyle Duggar in the second round. When you traded back, you could have had Jalen Hurts. And so they messed up. They went with Mac Jones the next year. Was that Bill? Was that Kraft? We can debate. Um, but they should have taken a quarterback in that 2020 draft. There were two of them right there in the range they were drafting, and they missed on both. That'll do it for us. Short show because of the wusses in Buffalo. Hashtag not a whiteout, Ryan. Uh, you stay tuned. You got Buffalo and Pittsburgh right here on WEEI. We'll be back and talking to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock with all the latest. Bill Belichick, potentially to the Cowboys, Gerard Mayo and his staff. Again, that's tomorrow at 2 here on WEEI.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.